0: Hello, it is Bring It In, and it's Friday with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm doing great,
1: my friend. How are you?
0: Good. Finals are here. Uh, game four is tonight. Uh, back and forth series. Very exciting. Uh, but before we get into that, um, Henry Abbott uh, of True Hoop, our boss, our friend, he has an article coming out today that by the time this podcast comes out, you guys will already see it on sport washing, which is something that we know about and we've talked about on the show a ton, and it is the way in which... You know, billionaires and people who gather their master wealth through at best unscrupulous means, uh, you know, have a sort of way in which they paint themselves in a new light and they look very different because who doesn't love the guy that, hey, he owns a local sports team. He's just like me. He just likes football or basketball or this or that. And you and I know, and Henry knows, that's not really what this is, right? These are some really bad people um, who, you know, use sport and our our love of sport to wash themselves clean in in, in many ways. And why this is important is because of what's going on right now in the sport of golf in the new Saudi-backed LIV tour, LIV, the Roman numeral, 454. Signifying 54 holes of golf as opposed to 72. So a three-day golf tournament uh, for, these, for these players. And it is backed by the Saudis. Um, and it is funded by the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund. And for those of you that are kind of seeing numbers float around there and, you know, sort of like don't understand what's happening. Like just wrap your minds around this if you can. The Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund has, to date, $600 billion in assets under management. Let that sink in 600 billion with a B, not million, billion. That is an ungodly amount of money. Like, again, most times, like when you hear million, billion, people think you cannot even comprehend how much that is in wealth. And so when they say, oh, yeah, we gave Phil Mickelson 250, 250 million to join us. We were going to offer Tiger High five million close to a billion dollars. What's a billion if I got 600 of them? Under asset, right? So these people have enough money to do what they do. And we know that the Saudis are awful people. We know they are responsible for the killing of US-based journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Um, we know about their violations against human rights uh, in their country, against people who are gay. I mean, all sorts of atrocities happen. And But this is the reality of where we are. And I say this all the time, Coach, and you know. Anyone who amasses that amount of money, I always say this, it's generally not by doing good things because you just can't. It's too much. It's way too much of it. At best, let's say you're like, I don't know, the Walton family and you got Walmart. All right. But you probably do some real unscrupulous things like get your goods manufactured in places that have shitty human rights uh, violations against them. You know, that may be like your baseline of entry, which of course is horrible. And then you go all the way up to the terrible things that happen in China and Saudi Arabia. Um, But anyway, this is this is where we are with sports.
1: Yeah, um, I'm the idiot that asked Henry to write about it, because uh, I was, I've been out of town, and I'm watching uh, in my condo, uh, I don't even know, CNN, and it's on the bottom of the screen, this L.I.V., which until you just said it, I didn't know what it stood for. I had no idea. Thank you for that. Uh, and, um, you know, because of True Hoop, and because of you and Henry and I talking about this kind of stuff all the time, Gerard, um, the... Uh, Sport washing is something that I was talking to a friend of mine who's African. Uh, he's not. Um, he's Moroccan. And uh, and he's also got – he's got European blood. He's got Israeli blood. Oh, he calls himself a <laughs> <laughs> Muslim, Christian, Jewish, all of it. He's all wrapped up. Very, very interesting and bright man. And he had never heard the term. He knows all about sport washing. And I was, I was talking to a player that I'm helping who's African, and we were talking about corruption in – in his continent, and in many of the countries that he deals with uh, as a pro player. And it just all is coalescing to me that, um, first of all, Saudi Arabia is a government mm-hmm. or a monarchy, whatever you want to call it. It's not just a billionaire doing this. It's a, it's a, it's a section. It's the, it's the ruling mm-hmm. class mm-hmm. of this nation mm-hmm. that is just trying to resuscitate its image and it's not just about the murder of a journalist. In fact, if that's all they were guilty of doing, <laughs> I think we'd feel a lot less different about this. Right. That's just one of those. <laughs> right, how many terrible, terrible things they've <laughs> done to include basically impoverishing their citizens and treating women terribly and all of that. Um, and so I just said, Henry, you know, I this, this idea is something you broached for basketball. This is why people want to own teams in the NBA. And it's to, to get the article where... To your to your point, the owner, the the the, the founders of this tour, there's going to be some article somewhere, and he's got a son who's autistic or a daughter that's handicapped mm-hmm. or a, a mom that's going through cancer treatments, and that makes them mm-hmm. look normal. Mm-hmm. Of course, we are decent people, so we hear that and we weep for that. I don't know if you saw the video I just saw this morning of one of the one of the many fucking morons who tried to overthrow mm-hmm. our government, got caught. And it was breaking down, crying in jail. I don't know. It just, it just must have okay. come out maybe last night. And maybe they showed the hearings. I was i was in meetings all night, so I didn't see the hearings yet. Um, and he's crying. And you, you you feel we're a human being. I feel ba- bad for this idiot <laughs> who claims he didn't realize what was really going on. Maybe he's right. It's still sad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we are nice people. And that's exactly what they're counting on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are literally, you do this, so you don't just get the puff pieces about the winds and whatever it's, yeah, I have an aunt who's sick or whatever, and they look more human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. And so I, I just thought it was a great chance for Henry, who normally is the one telling me what to write and what <laughs> he's thinking. It's very, rarely the other way around. He has the brains for it. I said, Henry, you're, you're, you're almost like the expert now in this country mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do this, not just for basketball. This will show it. And um, I, I, I think it's important for those of us who love this game. This is why at True Hoop, I know you feel the same way, that, uh, that Henry and I do, we want to make sure we're holding owners' mm-hmm. feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. Like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. Who are these people running our teams that we're all of us, you know, mm-hmm. get our livelihood from? Uh, absolutely. And uh, it's, it bears, it's worth starting our show today. Uh, we have enough to talk about the finals. Oh, although maybe not. Maybe in a week we won't <laughs> be doing it anymore. Um, there's a lot to get to for sure. But yeah, I think that it's really important. We, un- we get the biggest... With going on... With the hearings last night, Gerard, um, having twenty-one-year-old kids who now twenty-one who want to see the world and do great things, it's a scary time. Mm-hmm. And and not talking about these things only makes it harder to shine the light later on. We got to shine the light now, which is what the hearings are trying to do. Also, it's Absolutely. all connected, man. It's all connected. Absolutely. It's, and it's, Gerard, yeah. it's why Fox. It's it's why Fox didn't show a commercial for three hours last night. <laughs> they <laughs> can't have their people. Tuning into something right. else, that commercial, right? No theory, they can't have it. Yeah, yeah. They've got to keep them distracted with their lives yep. all the time. This is no, this L.I.V. thing is the same thing. Get Saudi Arabia, all excited. Oh, look at this! These superstars were hosting whatever. It's all
0: a distraction. It's a service. absolutely. And people, if you want to know more information, obviously read Henry Henry's article and the whole series. Uh, he he's run with, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and you know it's about fifteen or sixteen yeah. parts by now. Um, there'll be a name 18. eighteen. Wow, I mean, it's just a a, maybe, a ton. Maybe. So there is a name that's going to come up in there that you guys should do some additional research into if you want to know more more about, Uh, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, MBS for short. He is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, the prime minister, the minister of defense. I mean, he's, for all intents and purposes, the de facto ruler of all of Saudi Arabia. And he has control of that sovereign wealth fund, right? And to use at his discretion, which of course is problematic in every way. But do some some research, research and some homework on him and you'll... You'll find out some yeah. pretty, pretty uh, interesting stuff, um, and then you know this is all important for us, coach, because we know even though Adam Silver, you know, sort of sidestepped it during his um, game one press conference, and he said that you know we have no immediate plans to to expand. We all know that Seattle and Vegas are the two cities that will be next oh, yeah. um, in in NBA expansion, and the question is, you know, who will be the owners of these two franchises right now? If for some reason it happens to be LeBron James, all right, cool. You know, we, we kind of we, we know what LeBron's about and we, we can kind of trace his money pretty clearly. But who's going to own that other team if it's not LeBron? Or if LeBron doesn't get one, who are these two owners that are going to come in and own this team? Where does their money come from? Just do a little bit of digging. You know, I love to use that line from The Wire that Detective Lester Freeman says. "Is like, you know, you follow drugs, you find drug addicts and drug dealers. But if you follow the money, you don't know where the fuck it's going. And that's the thing right once okay. you start digging and following the money trail that'll take you to places that you're like holy hell this is some wild stuff and it is that's uh you know that's the world yeah just on,
1: on that subject i saw lebron yesterday i saw the news and my first reaction was oh great like this is a guy he doesn't need sport washing no he, he's been washed <laughs> spotlight's been on sq since he was 15. we can like him and not like him we know not everything. We know a ton. Mm-hmm. You can't live in, that, in the shadows when you've been that famous for you know, more than 20 years now. But he thinks he can actually run the team really well. That's his motivation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He loves basketball. He's addicted to basketball. He's got encyclopedia of knowledge for sure. Mm-hmm. Experiences, networks, connections. A lot of these other dudes are not buying the team for that no. reason at no. all. And, and LeBron also thinks he'll make money on it. You're allowed to do that. We're America. It's okay. I've, I'm all for that now. I promise you. There's a whole bunch of Red America
0: that is would not be I'm active. sure. I'm sure. You got LeBron James behind this team. No doubt. Which
1: only makes me want to be that <laughs> team
0: <even more. laughs> Shout out to Coach who wants to stick it to Red America. Um yeah, let's let's transition but... to the finals, Coach. Yeah. So the the Boston Celtics are up two games to one after a great win uh in game three on Wednesday night. And I wanted to start here. Um, and it, it something that Coach Doka said in the post game reminded me of the 2012 Super Bowl where the Giants beat the Patriots and, you know, NFL yeah. does these mic'd up segments and coach Belichick was heard over overheard saying this to his teammates. This is still a Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix game. I mean, I know we're right on them. It's tight, but those are still the guys. Make them go to Mario Manningham. Make them go to Bear Pascoe. all right? Let's make sure we get Cruz and Nix. And I wanted to bring that up because that is ultimately the goal when you are playing another team, right? You want to force them into things they don't want to do. Their preferred methods, right? So in, in football in that case, the preferred targets are Hakeem Nixon, Victor Cruz. We know that. Well, let's not make let's not get Eli to go to those guys. Make him go to Mario Manningham. Make him go to Bear Pasco. Make those guys have to make a big catch in a tight situation because they haven't done a lot of it. Now it worked out for the Giants. The Manningham, amazing catch, dragged those two toes in bounds, right? And they go on that game-winning drive. Transition it to this series. The Warriors, as you often love to say, play Cuisinart offense, right? All five guys on the floor, weaponized, split cuts, speed cuts, everybody moving around. The Warriors don't do a ton of isolation and high pick and roll. It's not their game. But it seems like the Celtics are saying, you know, we want you to do that. We're going to pack the paint. You're not getting all those layups at the rim and all those fancy cuts. Uh Uh-uh. You're going to run heliocentric, isolation, high pick and roll. And we'll see if you live on a steady diet of that. And that's what we saw a bit uh, in game three.
1: Yeah, they unplugged the Cuisinart. They, they have the size and wherewithal, <laughs> length, quickness, athleticism to, I mean, Draymond Green had more, like, how many assists did he have last game? Very few.
0: Two? One?
1: <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a byproduct of what the Celtics are able to do with that defense that they play. And Golden State has responded in kind and saying, okay, we're going to go to our middle pick and roll. You guys like to play on, un- you guys go over the top, but drop your big. Uh, now keep in mind, they're not dropping him to the rim. They're setting the screens from 35 feet <laughs> and Steph Curry is doing amazing things. Now I, I watched the game thought I was thinking live. Um, what is he doing? Like, this is Steph Curry. And then halfway through the game, it hit me. I feel like an idiot for not realizing it before the game. I mean, as the game happened in the first half, Oh, okay. I see what he's doing now. And I did a little video on it mm-hmm. the other day. I didn't really focus on it as much as I probably should have. But uh, this is Yudoka, Coach Yudoka saying, uh, I see a seven-game series. If we beat him 4-7, great. But we, we're going to make this guy, Steph Curry, be a hero all game long. He's going to have to make 28-foot threes over a guy who's dropping and coming out, Horford and Robert Williams, who's even better than Horford at it, much better. And then we're going to go over the top of the screen and get a hand on the side as he shoots. And if he can score 40 doing that, okay. But we're going to score more than 40 as a team. They still got to to get over 100-something. Who else is going to do all their scoring? That's what they're thinking. And meanwhile, while we're making him take these incredibly tough shots, and if he keeps driving into the teeth of our defense, he's going to have to make amazing shot. Not amazing shot. Great shot after great shot, which he's doing fine. Mm -hmm. But they're making him do all of that and also targeting him on defense. So any I, – I, without question in my mind, there is a document there. There is a whiteboard there that says every time Curry's on Horford, get the ball to Horford inside. I'll go score. When we've got Curry matched up with Smart, let's be selective, but let's get a couple plays at half mm-hmm. where he's got one-on-one defensively against a powerful guy like Marcus Smart. I heard Brian Scalabrini say on the radio, uh, who knows the Celtics very well, he said the reason why the Celtics are so huge is because Marcus Smart's their point guard. That's their smallest guy. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, listen, Horford's tall, Robert Williams tall, Tatum and Brown are tall wings, but I understand his point. If that's your point Mm -hmm. guard and that's your smallest guy, you are huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The only little guy is Pritchard. Mm -hmm. And he's a little feisty anyway, doesn't play a lot. Um, This is a design where Curry down game to game. Let's forget, let's not forget. his Best quarter was 21 points in quarter one of game one. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow decline. Mm -hmm. And we might lose a game or two going in. Mm But he is going to be dead by game six and seven. And our size and athleticism and and grit and motor, it it comes out. This is a design, well-schemed, well-executed. They might lose tonight, and he may, I don't think, would change a thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's he's betting on the death of Curry coming those last game or two, that last game or two. If they win tonight, I think it's curtains for Golden State. Uh, I shouldn't say curtains. It doesn't look great. Boston's capable of playing very badly. It's just the odds are really, really mm-hmm. strong against them because of May's long, A. May's long-term plan of wearing Curry down.
0: And, yeah. and I think you, you hit that on the head, Coach, because it's not about, it's about the cumulative effect, right? And that's what we've been yeah. talking about. It's so funny because you said, like, I wish I'd spotted it earlier, and it's what everybody's been yelling about. That's Steph Curry. You can't play drop coverage. You got to get And it's like, no, that's what they want them to do. Like, yeah. the Warriors, don't, they don't play Luka ball or Harden ball. That's not what they do. No, and no. Fourth, and you said it before. The reason why guys like Luka and Harden don't play as great on defense is because doing what they do on offense takes a lot energy. of energy. Right. So, yeah, Curry, we're going to make you do that. You be the heliocentric star on offense. Cool. And to your point, I'm going to target you every time on defense. And it's not that I'm going to score every time, but every time you got to bump into Al Horford, you got to bump into Robert Williams. Like, that's going to wear on you. And we saw that stat about his fourth quarters. Fourth, fourth quarters haven't been good. Now, in game two, he didn't play the fourth quarter because they had a huge 20-point lead. But his fourth quarters in game one and three, not great, right? Turnovers, uh, three of ten from three, like it's just, you know, not well. And I think that that is a sign, right? That the plan seems to be working. Now, it doesn't mean they can't lose the series, Boston, but if this is your strategy, because you say it all the time. When you're playing basketball and defense, it's blackjack, right? Like you ain't gonna, you ain't taking away everything. What are you betting on? Right. And you decide, okay. This is the piece we're going to take away. And I think the threes made sense for them, coach, because again, and I love this stat. I went in and I looked at it even now through the playoffs, but going into this series, the Celtics and Warriors are basically identical from three-point land. Yeah. Same amount of makes. Yeah. The Warriors are a slight half a percentage point higher uh because they take half half a shot less per game. So if you're not hitting this huge advantage from 3, well then what's where where is where is your points coming from? Where are the rest of your points coming from?
1: Yeah. I, I actually, um, I came up with a plan. Henry said to me, like, what would you do if you're Steve Kerr now? And uh, I said, well, can I take a few minutes to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, uh, Wednesday morning. When was the game? Wednesday night, Wednesday night So yeah. Thursday morning. So I finally had a moment to myself around two thirty, three o'clock yesterday. I was at this pool. I jumped in in, in the hotel condo I'm at, and I got out. I sat down, I'm like. Bingo. It took me about five minutes. Any coach would say this, I think. I thought, all right, if I was coaching, if this was my team, and I'm faced with the kind of trouble and struggles that Golden State's having, uh, I would would try to flip the script to what Boston's doing, which is basically you're not getting easy buckets in the paint. You are going to have to keep taking hero shots. Clay's going to have to play great, which he did. (laughs) Clay, Clay had a clay game. I said exactly I, – uh, I said at some pot I did the other day. Oh, Doug, uh, Doug Otley. I said uh, they better win if they have a clay game coming. I don't know when it would come. I said he'll have one. Maybe he'll have two. But I said he'll have one. They better win it. They didn't win it. This is, this is EMA's strategy. Nothing in the paint is easy at all. You're going to have to beat us in the cheap seats. We're going to pulverize you and target you, whatever. I think Golden State needs to do the same thing. Mm. And, and just everyone with a foot in the paint as much as possible – Aggressive on the ball. When they do drive, we're very handsy. We're very physical. We're trying to poke balls loose because that's Golden State's best offenses in transition, which is most teams. And, and then you pick, you mix and match. Maybe, maybe you spring a, a, a trap on Tatum mm-hmm. and then pull it back, trap on Brown, pull it back, isolate it, target it, smart, Pritchard for short, sure. bring it back. And try, and then if Boston ends up shooting lights out, you can always adjust. You're down ten, you're down twelve, but maybe they start out a little tight, missing some threes, and and you know what? As I've coached a long time, As you know, it, it's different when a player gets an open three in your offense. It's a, compared to when he's open because you're not guarding him. Mm-hmm. It fucks with their mind. And when I was a younger coach, a little less decent, I would say out loud, "Let him shoot, let him shoot." When I was a high school coach. And it fucked with their brain. As I got older, I, I realized that that's someone's son. I'm not playing for money. This is high mm-hmm. school or AAU, middle school. I'm never going to say that out loud. We're going to execute. We're not going to go guard them. But we're not going to say it out loud. I never – but this is the NBA. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You can do Whatever you want. That's what you see. You see these guys talking. They'll make a three. They look at the bench of the other mm-hmm. team. They're, they're not saying, hey, how was your day? It's <laughs> the motherfuckers, all the people that's so nice, you don't keep guarding me, whatever, you know, Jordan was saying, you better switch someone else on I me. Mean, a lot of guys have said that though. Get in their brains a little bit. And I think that's what Golden State needs to do is, is tighten up that paint. They did it in game two and really create a lot of steals. Uh, but I would have that as a strategy. Boston is, Boston is shooting, what, 35, 36 threes in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, they shot 50 in game one against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They're willing to do it. Uh, Grant Williams took 18 threes, mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. in game seven. Golden State, and, and they won. Golden State needs to make them do it in the finals for at least a portion of the game early on and then tweak some things. And, and hopefully, in, the, in Golden State's mind, they're not going to win the series if Boston plays well in most games. Right. So you're hoping they don't play yep. well. Well, you can instigate that some, but you could also induce some stress and some mm-hmm. nerves. I think that's the better plan. And then they got to hope they make some shots. You know, it's a whole other thing on them on offense for sure,
0: so one of the things that the Celtics said coming out of that game two loss was, and you and you mentioned this, they overpenetrated a ton and their spacing was bad. To me, the spacing looked much better in game three. And it didn't allow the warriors to get in there and play into crowds and in traffic. So again, to your point, you're you're saying wall off the rim like the Celtics is Celtics were doing. get them in the traffic. Um, how do the Celtics continue to counter that and have their good spacing like they had in game three? So here's my thing about spacing.
1: Movement is the most valuable thing of all. Uh, if you if you are moving, you're harder to guard. And so when you're standing still, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about you're talking about Golden State defending Boston spacing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you are clogging the lane, which is what I'm suggesting, mm-hmm. I think you're, you're, at, you're inviting Boston's players to move less. Mm. And now Golden State can see where everybody is, and it's easier to get to rotations when everyone's right in front of you, right? So just clog it up. You can guard the ball hard, which I like. because That way they can't study what's going on. Get off everyone else, and they throw it out. We, we, in these, in this kind of defense, when the ball is leaving the finger pads of the passer, you're racing out to your guy. Uh, and so you're hoping to arrive on the catch. Golden State's got plenty of speed. They're not athletic. They got plenty of speed, especially if you play Gary Payton. They need to play Looney more, by the way. Mm. Maybe Draymond less, mm. although Draymond would probably be fine in, the, in their defensive tactics. Um, and so you want both those big guys in, but they need more size. Maybe try Kaminga. Mm. Just get you clog the lane more with bodies get out the shooters, go under every screen, a- except for once in a while, trap it, like I said, but mostly go under, make Derek White shoot the three, make it Marcus Martin. They might make them, but you're hoping that they go on a little bad streak, mm-hmm. and then you tighten up even more, and then you spring something. What you can't do is just always get the ball to Tatum's yeah. hand, just always get the ball to Brown's hand, because they know how to play four and three. They make the easy pass to the short roller, and they're 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 very, very well-coached team. Ime is... Really done a great job. In fact, I think – I, I want to be, be clear about this. I think uh, – I say this all the time. I don't think many coaches are very good three-dimensional chess players, meaning I don't think they're seeing long-term, bigger picture. But that's really in our job description. We're supposed to do that. Um, I think Yudoka is like uh, Kasparov right now. Mm. This dude. This dude planted some seeds in January. And we're seeing trees everywhere now, right? <laughs> and, and, and then, but you've got to make sure in series, doesn't matter what happened in the last series. He, he's thinking also, we're not trying to win this thing in a four. If we do, who wouldn't be happier to win a four? Right. Take takes some luck to do that, as you guys mm-hmm. know from game one in Brooklyn. Um, but we're playing the long haul here. Th- that is, we'll see if they win the series. They certainly look great doing it now. Uh, I think he, Udoka's going to jump. This is not accidental what's happening. This is Brad Stevens putting together a great roster. Getting Tice was good. Getting Derek White was better. Who they drafted over the years with Denny Ainge is great. But um, Yudoka has done a masterful job in building that out. And so now Steve Kerr, who has faced plenty of these situations before. Mm -hmm. Let's remember, down 2-1 against LeBron. Mm -hmm. Down uh, 3-1 against the Thunder. Mm -hmm. Right? LeBron in year one. Um, made a hell of a series against Toronto, missing, you know, Mm -hmm. their stars. Uh, And he was innovative in building the Cuisinart to begin Mm -hmm. with. It's not, he could have done what he's doing right now with Curry. Yeah. From day one. He didn't. He deserves a lot of, a lot of credit for that. Curry's talent is great, but I think Steve enhanced it and and the team enhanced it. But he's got to go to the drawing board and get in Brosson's brain a little bit. And I don't think it's Draymond talking. Not that I ever thought that helped. No, it's got to be, how do we weaponize Draymond more? He needs to play better. He sucked in the last game. He admitted it. But how do we get these guys hesitant and thinking a little bit? And and who knows what happens from there?
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Jonathan Kaminga. And I know Warriors Twitter, for sure, is probably clamoring. He's the only guy who's athletic who can do things. Get him on the floor. Um, w- Wiggins is athletic, yeah, to be fair. Of course. But he's got size. Yes, he's got a ton stronger. of size. I, I, yeah. I imagine the reason why Kerr isn't doing it is the same reason that, like, you know, we – As human beings, when we're in moments of stress and discomfort, we revert back to what is comfortable to us, right? I know what I'm going to get from these vet guys in my seven or eight rotation. I'm unsure what I'm going to get from Jonathan Kaminga, right? And maybe that's the fear of a rookie in a big spot perhaps is making him nervous. Um, But you think that, yeah, he might do some bad things, but he might do some good things too, right? It's worth the gamble you're saying.
1: Yeah, well, let's go back to how you phrase that. It, it it may be the case that you're exactly right, uh, where he's not sure. It may be the case where he is sure mm. that this guy doesn't get our defensive principles, mm. or he's not going to be able to help us on offense. Steve Kerr knows better than mm-hmm. you and me. That being said, shit happens sometimes that surprises mm-hmm. us. So my attitude is, uh, I wouldn't do it in the first quarter of game one, but if you could get him some minutes and you're maybe up five, up seven, which has not been easy for them to do. Mm-hmm. Since uh, since that run in Game Two, um, well, I guess they a little bit in Game Three, maybe. Um, no, this last game, no, they were never up big. No, nope. um, I think that uh, it's, it's it's I mean, they're up against it. So, as I said to Henry yesterday, what you can't do is Mike Brown versus the uh, Spurs in LeBron's first Finals, right. where they changed nothing right. and they lost four straight. Mm-hmm. This this thing's over in five, mm-hmm. absent some change. Curry played great. Clay played great. got your ass beat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't if Boston played so great. They had moments where they were terrible and they won pretty easily. I thought, so you got to try some other things. It's, I think it's worth just kind of scripting out a little plan of two, three minutes for coming in the first half. And how does he fit in and what does he do? Mm-hmm. And again, the whole idea is just, they can't get to the rim. They've got to keep sh- chucking threes and let's hope they miss. Let's guard them. Let's hope they miss. Yeah. And then let's hold on. Then let's run. Mm-hmm. On misses, and every time Tatum drives and we wall up and tall up with eight bodies in the paint, whatever, and he falls down, we're fucking Racing. flying. Mm-hmm. It's five on yeah. four. Make him pay every time
0: he drives and falls. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, you know, we'll, we'll get to Celtics in, in, in a minute. I wanted to also talk about this uh, with the Warriors, uh, the Jordan Poole factor. And, you know, early in the postseason and in the regular season, we talked about what a great find Poole was for the Warriors. Yeah. That's still very much true. Yeah. And now any team could have had him and how he's doing great. Um, obviously, the finals have been a little bit of a different story. Um, you know, it, it's been said by some people, and like, I kind of look at some games, and I'm like, oh, that may be true, like in, in, in the small sample size, that he tends to play really well when the Warriors are already up and doing well. Uh, versus when it's a tight game or they're behind and he's got to really help them come back. Do you see anything there with Poole where as a young player, maybe it's much easier for him and he's got more confidence and swag when they're doing well, but when it's tight, it's, the confidence isn't quite the same.
1: Yeah, I think that's I would phrase it that way, Gerard, and I would I would point two things out. One, Boston has the best defense in the world. No one in the world plays defense the way that team plays defense. So, Poole is facing his stiffest challenge almost every possession. Two, this is his first finals. Yeah. I, I always remind people of this. Who cares what the Warriors did five years ago? This cat wasn't playing. Right, right? he was was he was in college, like come, or, or seven yeah. years ago, yeah. high school seven years ago. What, like, so what does it matter that your that his jersey logo was there? Mm-hmm. He wasn't, mm-hmm. and. uh, you could say the same for a few other other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling someone yesterday, Sean Livingston ain't there. Mm-hmm. Iggy really isn't right. there. Not that Iggy. Right. Bogus not there. Right. Think about those guys. Mm-hmm. They're they're not there. This is a couple of core guys four mm-hmm. with Looney, mm-hmm. and that's it. And uh, we've said before, you kind of got to lose some games first. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the name of the team that needs to lose some games. It's the players mm-hmm. who get the reference points. Mm-hmm. So nineteen didn't really count because they were decimated with injuries. Right. Boston's gone through mm-hmm. it now mm-hmm. with those Eastern Conference losses mm-hmm. and failures, whatever. And so that core is much more experienced, in my opinion. And But I will tell you this. I think Pool is going to be most – let's see what happens tonight. At, at some point when, when, when the odds are really against you, sometimes stress is mm. gone. Like, no one thinks we're going to win anyway. We might see him go off for 25 mm-hmm. when they're down 3-1 mm-hmm. back home. If, if they're down mm-hmm. 3-1. Uh, it's going to be harder for them to do it tonight. Boston will continue to do their plan. Um, and that means he's just, you know, Curry doesn't have to be an assist guy if you're, if you're not overhelping and you're chasing over the top and your drop guy is protecting the rim. Curry's just going to have to keep shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. Poole's not even going to have the ball. So... Um, I do think Poole, Draymond, both need to play much, much better. Wiggins has been fine. He's not amazing. Mm-hmm. He's been fine. It's not an easy challenge with Brown and, yep. and Tatum to, to contend with. But I think you're right to bring up Poole because I think he's the he's the next guy. The Wiggins has scored okay. I don't, I don't know if mm-hmm. he's He's scored okay.
0: Not, a, not as efficient. Poole's a not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, they're going against the Celtic yep. defense. Yep. We, they, they need... Uh, I thought they Celtics us sell us to win seven. So i I'd love to see a game seven in Golden State. <laughs> I don't care if I'm right or wrong at that point. Um I'd like to see Golden State win tonight. It'd be great. Great. For, I don't want the series season to be <laughs> Then we got to talk about the draft. <laughs> I'm not really talking anymore about <laughs> Chad Holmgren. I, I want to Yeah. <laughs> and I want to talk about these games. So um I'm, and there's no World Cup this summer. Like we're not gonna see basketball again until summer league,
0: Yeah, World, World Cup's not till like December this year because it's in Qatar, so it's gonna be it's gonna be in the middle of the winter because it's so hot in Qatar. <laughs>
1: Who are we sending like Chile guys?
0: Uh, what, to the other. I meant soccer oh, World I'm Cup. Talking. Yeah, not not <laughs> not
1: basketball World Cup. Oh, is that right? Yeah, soccer World Cup is this yeah, December. Yeah, it's in
0: December. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So they're gonna take a month off of their seasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which will be interesting to Primera see. All yep, stuff. yep, that'll be very interesting. interesting. Oh, sweet! I won't be watching man. because NBA is already <laughs> trying. At that point. We won't be watching. Damn, yeah, it's too hot. Well, we're, we're gonna have... I wonder how they got. When are they got the world? Well, oh, uh, listen. Mm. I mean, <laughs> let <laughs> Well, yeah, we're not. That's like we're not above that either. Right. Of course. Of course. Bribes are bribes are bribes are not. We're not immune mm, as America no. to
0: bribes. Not at all. That's right. come on. We, we we know how that stuff goes. Um, sticking mm. with Golden State. So of course. All the talk has been Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. He's podcasting too much. He's not focused on the game. Ba, 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 this and that, and you and I, I think agree on this. It, it, when they win and he's podcasting, no one says anything. It's only when they lose that he's podcasting. It's a problem, right? So I don't think he's distracted or anything of that nature. Nope. He's just nope. through three games. He's had two poor games and one good game. That's just fact. That's yeah. just what it is. And I thought about something you said early on. It's not that Draymond is old. He's not old, but he's older than he was. Older, and you said that as you age, and you're a great player, and Draymond's a great player in a different way—not in a 29-point, 10-rebound, not that, but but uh, unbelievably impactful. Correct. Player. Yes. As you get older, it's just harder to string together consecutive great games. Yeah. Is that what we're right. seeing with Draymond? Right. So
1: first of all, I, I always feel so honored that you remember <laughs> what <when you laughs> I say thank you, Gerard. <laughs> I do try to say intelligent stuff. It isn't always so easy. And I rarely remember what I said. But that does sound like me, because I do say that a lot. Um, I think I think the combination of he's older and uh the Celtics fucking play that D, man. They they Draymond's at his best in the Queens mm-hmm. He reads it like a genius. He's like, you know, a quarterback. But Boston is just they can thwart, they can we called it the wood chipper. Mm-hmm. That was Henry's term, not mine. When I, when I wrote it, it was his terminology, not mine. Um, it, it's, ju- it's just huge. And, le- and, and and not just lengthy, but, you know, Derek White looks kind of slight. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I don't remember. I've been with him before. I don't remember how I, don't remember how I felt physically. But they're a big group mm-hmm. of guys. Like we said, Marcus Smart's our smallest mm-hmm. guy uh, that plays a lot. And uh, they just bottle it up. And they're also super disciplined. It's one reason why there's such a good defensive team and Robert Williams is lurking. Mm. I I tell you, if he was healthy and Gary Payton was healthy, I'd favor Boston pretty significantly. Um, And he's playing well, even, even not, not even close to hundred percent. And so, yeah, I think that uh, Draymond, even if he was feeling great, would have less of an impact because they just can't run where they normally want to run. The fact that he's just older it's just, yeah, you're just not going to have it as much. It, like, like, he's, he's human. Mm-hmm. LeBron is a freak. <laughs> yes. You know, there's just, for whatever reason, there's just not many guys at, at, at any 32, 33 that can mm-hmm. do what LeBron's always done, amazingly enough. And uh, Draymond certainly. And, we, and also, I remember, uh, during the season, he didn't play as much, but his defensive metrics were off mm-hmm. the charts. Off the charts. Incredible. Defensive player of the year, for mm-hmm. sure, if he plays enough games. Um, but I know this. I, I was told years ago that y- counterintuitively, you would think that players who rely on craft and not athleticism last longer. But in reality, when you when you almost are a step slow to begin with, but you just manage to stay afloat mm-hmm. because your brain or thickness, uh, toughness, and length, whatever, when you lose that half a step, and now you're a full step mm-hmm. out, you're toast. <clears throat> and i I'm I'm wondering he can't mm-hmm. shoot. He can't really lift. Mm-hmm. Jumping, uh, he isn't quite the athlete he was. He was he was never a great athlete to begin with. Are we seeing some of that? Is there a legit injury we don't know about? We don't you know we don't know. Um, but yeah, they are they are doomed without him yeah. being an impactful player, which I think he will be tonight. He this guy can will himself to being more of an impact sure. player. It Doesn't mean he'll be successful if he's not credit Boston. Yeah, because I think they're seeing. I think Boston knows it's mm-hmm. coming. Mm -hmm. I think they know we're going to see some fake handoffs from Draymond. Mm -hmm. He's going to keep some dribble handoff action, try to score. He's going to take some threes. He's going to look to score more in transition, uh, maybe post up seal guys inside on switches. I think you're going to see something from him and we'll see whether or not he can make it happen. Yeah.
0: Um, One of the things too, as it relates to Draymond and how he plays is the officiating and, you know, no matter what side you're on Boston or golden state, you're always crying the refs are screwing your team, right? And it doesn't matter. Every fan base is the same thing. The refs, I'm like, well, the refs can't be screwing both of you. like that, Right? Like that, <laughs> that ain't how this works, my friend. Like, y'all both can't be mad. Um, You know, how much do you think officiating plays into this? Because, look, Draymond is extremely physical, right? Grabbing, tossing guys out of the way and all that, right? You know, if, if they call a loose liberal whistle tonight, you know, he may see more. But if it's tight and he picks up two early fouls or he gets a tech, you know, does that change the way he plays?
1: He, it needs, he needs to change it. Your players always have to adjust to how the games are being officiated. I, but in your general question about the officiating, um, I don't know that I've said, oh, man, what was that one time? Yeah. I, I'm not watching for it as much. It's just part of the game to me. But, I, yeah, I, I still sometimes will say, God, these, that was a terrible call. I've said that this postseason. I don't remember doing that yeah. in, a, in a, a single play. Yeah. Like, mistakes are going to happen. So they're tight. Mm-hmm. What I what I here's an example. My friends Brian Winhurst and um, Zach Lowe did their show mm-hmm. the other day on the court, and they had not had the benefit of seeing any replays because they were in the arena. On the on the Steph Curry when he steps on Horford, mm-hmm. we he literally landed mm-hmm. on Horford's shoe. Mm-hmm. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he literally landed on his he shoe. Did. And Brian was saying it was a flop, but he admitted. I have not seen it except for live, which I'm fine. I'm not, I know it's with Brian that way, but it was the right call. Yeah. He landed on a shoe. Right. Like that's right. the nature right. of, of the rule is to protect that from the, happening. The, the letter
0: of the law. I think what some people saw coaching, it seemed that way to me foot. is that he curried that wasn't a natural landing motion. He was landing way forward, right? Like, cause you see how he was coming down. He wasn't coming down straight. He was coming down like at a severe angle. I'm like, you don't normally land he like that. He
1: does that though. Maybe.
0: But he does that though. It's weird. I, I, it's amazing that he does it.
1: He does that though. But here's my argument. This is, we've been talking about this and where I've been. Uh, I don't care. Al Horford, don't give these. I, I say this all the time, and it's terrible because referees are regular people, except for the two hours a day. <laughs> but referees and coaches are cats and dogs, typically. So I, I can't help but think that. Like, don't give these motherfuckers a chance to call anything. Mm-hmm. Get out of his landing zone. We know how he lands. Like, I would never have said they might get a seven-point play. Right. I definitely would have said you can't give this guy a four-point play. Mm-hmm. We can't. I mean, that, that what's amazing is the Warriors lost mm-hmm. with a clay game, a Curry game, and a seven-point play mm-hmm. and got their ass beat. Mm-hmm that is if i had to go to court and i had 30 seconds to make the case is why boston's gonna win the series <laughs> that's my argument they, they won in a clay game a curry game and a seven point play in a game yeah yeah Where well, you're hoping to get one point whatever points per right. possession they got a seven yep and they got their ass beat so yeah you stop getting the landing zone stop fouling curry from three please 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 yep. or i might have to bench you <laughs> You can't do it. right now. That
0: that that's just a that's an automatic no. No, and to your point, that is the rule, right? So it's like, and, and Al even said he's it, like, you know, it was that was just a play, right? Like I got too close, like whatever. It's just you you move on. Um, speaking of Curry, um, late in the game, uh, it was loose ball, and you know Marcus Smart's famous for saying first on, first on the floor wins. Um, I, he had the first one to say it. I've been right. saying that for three days. And so, right. Boston, Al Horford hit. Everybody went after that ball. Curry got his ankle uh, jumped on. I don't think there's anything dirty or malicious about that. This is the NBA Finals. Everybody's going for the ball. It just so happened you, Steph Curry, were in the wrong place at the wrong time. He came up hobbling a little bit, limped out of the arena. Um, but on yesterday's media day, no noticeable limp. Said he's fine. He's playing Game Four. Um, but you know, I have to imagine Boss is going to test to see if that ankle is actually healthy, right? They're gonna. I mean, that's what you do. It's predatory in nature, right? We think this dog might be wounded. Let's see right like let's make him move and see see what he's looking like and i think you know if he's any bit compromised that could spell a little bit trouble for the warriors
1: on that subject i i wish i could say the player's name but i really can't but there is a very very one of the best players in the world is playing in the finals years ago not that long ago though like within the time you were covering Mm -hmm. the nba um well you how long you've been covering the nba this is now six years Click. Okay, so in, that, in this six-year time frame, um, there was a really, really great player who st- felt like some, I don't know if it was knee pain. Let's just say knee pain. I, it doesn't really matter what it was. And after the game, the, uh, the training staff was going like, to put a pad on it for the next game. And the player went berserk, like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> no one knows I'm feeling this. And if you put that pad on, they're going to know it. And they're, they're going to be merciless. So, uh, merciless. So, um, yeah, I guarantee you, Boston is going to be testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna be jumping at right, his ankle, right. but they're going to make a move side to side. And mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to be looking at, mm-hmm. well, and again, it goes into their plan to right. begin with. They're not going to change their Correct. plan. It's seven game series. We're going to win game seven. Cause he's going to be toast mm-hmm. by game seven. And if it happens before that, we'll celebrate earlier, but we're planning on seven games and we're going to wear them out. And that's not going to change. But yes, to your point, uh, maybe Marcus Smart dies a little bit closer to his ankle than <laughs> otherwise might. Like, all, all is fair in war, man. All fair in war. I'm not putting it. I, nothing was dirty in that play, right, I thought. Right. And on that subject, um, I think sometimes teams get really uh, quiet when the other team's going on a big run. But it's a quiet born of uh, being petrified, mm. fear. I felt like when Golden State took the lead mm-hmm. after that seven-point play, mm-hmm. whatever, I I did not think Boston looked scared. Didn't I? Didn't know. No panic. I'm not tweeting the games. I'm really trying to focus. Right. But in my mind, I was thinking, I'm looking. Like, where are they? Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they panicking? And uh, I mean, they didn't play great every single possession, but I didn't see a panic. And mm-hmm. well, I think Horford's a big part mm-hmm. of that. The Godfather is a big mm-hmm. part of that. Just. Guys, just, and Emei, too. Emei's mm-hmm. force of will is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think they don't have a chance to think about being scared or, or worried because they're focused on making Allen and Emei happy.
0: I think that's what you, you, what you said is right, too, about the long series thing, right? They've said that from game one. It's going to be a long series. I mean, they, they were preaching that from the jump. So you can see really? this, is, <clears throat> this is what they, what they expect. Um, you know, moving to the Boston side, one of the things that yeah. you, you mentioned the Golden State Warriors' best offense is when they run off a steal or a turnover or whatever, when Tatum's down on the ground or he's arguing with the ref about a call he didn't get. And I know as a coach, that's got to drive you batshit crazy when he does that, right? It's like, bro, I get it. You thought you should have got a call. Turn your ass around and sprint back and get back on defense at the next dead ball, which will come soon enough. Then let the refs hear about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> what are you seeing uh, from? Because that to me is always when they're out in that situation. It's one of them just back, you know, arguing or doing. It's like, guys, come on, man. This is we're giving them easy buckets here.
1: Well, when when Al Horford threw that touchdown pass, uh, was it to Robert Williams? Who did he throw it Marcus to? Marcus Smart? Was it Smart? No, I don't think no, so.
0: Wasn't Grant Williams? No, I mean, Smart was Grant was, Williams? Grant Williams?
1: Grant Williams. You may have been Grant. Mar- Marcus Smart was like. He was trying to get out of balance to give it to Robert. I, 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 Henry told me about this, but, um, it's an awareness. So it's, this is showing up on film. This is the feel of the game. This is them Celtics recognizing we got opportunities here. Right. And this is how it's supposed to be on both sides. Golden state, uh, has to find ways to to fly and you can shoot the three, you can get the layup. I, I, I would love to see some layups. Unless threes are wide open. That's fine. But, Everything's just hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would think na- human, human nature is Boston is going to not be as intense as they've been. It's mm-hmm. so the reason why we've had a win. A loss. A, and win. a, loss, a loss. And mm-hmm. a win for Boston. No teams won two in a row. Uh, it is human nature for Boston to not just bring that extra edge. But it's a 48-minute game. So you can always get it. Uh, and I have a feeling you to address that before the game starts. Got to, Got to there's no fucking way we want to be down five going into the third quarter we're getting massacred mm-hmm. we've got to get out we've got to then we'll get out and we'll lead we've got to try for it bring everything we got and uh i think that i don't think you'll see a complacency from the man I missed shots but i don't think you'll be from a complacency
0: angle yeah no for sure and those third quarters are interesting right golden state's winning every third quarter again but This time, it wasn't the barrage in Game 3 in the third quarter that it was in Game 2, right? And then Boston's winning the fourth quarter with uh, um, the exception of Game 2, where the lead was already up 20. Although they did win that quarter as well, but it didn't matter because Golden State was was so far ahead. Um, You know, if you're the Celtics and now you're talking about the championship pedigree of the Warriors and it's 2-1, you know, this is an opportunity for them, right? You go up 3-1 you put the Warriors in a world of hurt, right? Because it's already they've got to win three out of the next four games. Three right? out of the next four and two or three in Boston. All right? That's, it's already hard. But now you, it's like you go up 3-1, they got to beat you three straight. And we, right. what we've seen, I don't think the Warriors can beat this team three straight games from what we've seen based on how they play. So I feel like I hate to do the whose game is more important for, but I feel like it's more important the Warriors go back 2-2 two, two, then right, because if Boston goes up three one, I think, like you said, yeah, it's probably over.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I think that um, while Golden State may play great in Game Five, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they'll win. Uh, if they're down uh, three one, to win two more, I just think Boston's the better team. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, but it's just not likely. Uh, uh, this is yeah, this is every fifth kitchen sink time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kitchen sink time. Try everything possible. And, and just hope like crazy Boston plays poorly, which they're very capable of doing. Oh, without question. They're not, they're not a super team.
0: Do you think that Boston sort of, you mentioned, they don't seem to deal with success. Well, right. You get a win. You have an opportunity as they did in the Miami series. You're up three, two, it's game six. You can close it out at home, but you don't, yeah. you have to get on the road now and go to game seven. Is this a youth thing? Is this a, what, is, what do you think their issue is with them not being able to recognize close the deal?
1: I do think it's a youth thing. I do think that uh, it is young men playing adults. And, of course, they're adults. Some of them are dads. But it's not the same as when you – know, let's put it this way. A year from now, if Boston in the finals again, I think they'll be much more dangerous. They may not make it back to the finals. It's mm-hmm. hard. But th- having gone through all of this and the immediate tension, and the 9 o'clock stars and all of that, which is midnight mm-hmm. – when you're on the West Mm -hmm. coast, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, when you're a Boston guy, I think that it's just easy to, you know, human nature again. Uh, so remember we talk about instinct can be learned. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't touch fire. Even though we're fascinated by it, we don't eat candy all the time. Our instinct is Ooh, grab that. Uh, I would have, I I rarely eat hamburgers. I went to a famous place in Orlando yesterday that's, that's famous for their bourbon and their burgers, and I want to get a beyond burger. <laughs> and one of the girls I was with who's married to my college roommate, she's like, David, you know, you, you gotta live, you gotta live it, man. You gotta get a hamburger. I ate half. I really wanted the other half this morning. Yeah. I knew I couldn't take it with me because I drove back to my office right. after the workout this morning. And I just my instinct was I gotta fucking eat that delicious hamburger. <laughs> I still rarely eat it. But I've learned, yeah. I have new instincts, which is I want to survive. Yeah. I red meat is just not a great thing for me. So, this is what these guys are learning instinct all the time now. How do they build their protective bubble? Right? How are they dealing? How are they engaging with social media? How are they engaging with each other? How are they dealing with the emotional frustration when Curry scores on? You know, they drop too far. Mm -hmm. Whatever. All that shit adds Mm up, and. I mean, that's why Golden State got to get it tonight because mm-hmm. I just think Boston gets stronger. Yeah, yeah, as we go forward, Golden State might too, but Boston has the superior talent, in my opinion.
0: I think you made an ex- excellent point there. From what I'm seeing from Golden State, when Curry's having these barrages, that shakes a lot of teams, and they just they melt down. Like they're not really melting down when he's doing that. It's like they ex- no. they expect it. They're like, no. yeah, he's going to make those. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's it's almost like. He's,
1: he's falling into my trap Mm -hmm. because they're not running the Cuisinart. If they're just running middle pick and roll, Mm -hmm. like we just know, we know where the threat is there Mm -hmm. and we're not really blitzing them. So we can't short roll a guy and get an open three. I think this is exactly their strategy. And with, when this, this team can do this, they have the, the length and power and height to do that and kind of cut the pain off. That's why I'm curious to see if on the other end, Golden State is more determined to try to get paint shots, mm. but it comes at a cost because to get paint shots against a bunch of guys well and tall and up is hard. And to make them, you may get them, but you may not make
0: them. So we know this is a copycat league and, you know, once the Warriors, and it's so funny because, you know, talking heads on TV just like now nah, everybody shoots threes or whatever. And it's like, eh, it's a little bit more complex than that. Do you see teams, yeah. if Boston is successful, even if they don't win this the finals, but they're playing well enough that they say, yeah. We got to get a bunch of guys like that because that's how you would in the finals, right? You get a bunch of tall, athletic, interchangeable, switching guys who really make this now difficult. Now, easier said than done, right? Everybody says that, but as you often point out, come draft time, you don't do that, right? You draft the guy who scores 28 points a game because that's just more exciting. And it's like, nah, eh, but it's not about that, right? Like, what do, you, what do you see teams looking at? And what would you, if you were the GM or someone, say to your, your organization about what we should be looking at going forward?
1: Well, Boston chose to draft Marcus Smart. I don't remember who was in that draft. Uh, I know it was rejected top 10, top 12, whatever. But they went defense. Jalen Brown went third. And with that body and length and athleticism, you have to know, he, and, he, and he's, he's a determined young man. You have to know he could play defense. Uh, Tatum was a little bit of a mystery. Would he really guard, whatever? But you know, he certainly got the size for it. They, they acquired Derrick White. I mean, they're, they're built, Robert Williams, they're built to defend. They brought him out Horford back for his space flooring, mm-hmm. his space in the floor and offense and his defense. Um, yeah, it should. <laughs> it should be the case where GMs are, when not sure what to do, they're almost always picking the guy that jumps better mm-hmm. or maybe shoots better, even though you can teach shooting. It's hard to teach athleticism. Mm-hmm. It's hard to teach wing toughness and size and all that. And so I think you'll see smart teams do the right thing, and see dumb teams continue dumb
0: things. <laughs> and, so I see it. and there's so many dumb teams in the NBA. Um, that draft the smart was in, by the way, uh, he was picked ahead of Julius Randle, uh, Zach Levine, Dario Saric. Uh, let's see who else. Mm-hmm. Jokic is in that draft. He went second round, number 41. But but I think you know that if you're looking back at that draft, because the number one pick was uh, Wiggins, then Jabari Parker, Embiid went third, Aaron Gordon went fourth, Exxon went fifth, and then Smart went sixth. I think Boston's pretty happy with who they got in that draft. They did good,
1: <laughs> yeah, they did good, and uh, and they're benefiting from it right yeah, now for sure. They're benefiting from that guy being a leader and defensive monster.
0: Absolutely. All right, prediction time. Game four. Who wins it and why?
1: I, I, mean, I'm just stupid. I always pick the team I think is the better team, absent injury. So, I, uh, I don't know much about Curry. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be the healthiest he's been all year. Right. Robert Williams seems like he's turned a corner a little mm-hmm. bit. It is a, it is a second game in three nights, mm-hmm. but um, I, I think Boston's the better team, and I favor them to win. Yeah. How about you?
0: I think I'm leaning that way. The game is at home. I think that helps them a bit. Um, they feed off that that Boston crowd. I just, to your point about references. I think a switch might have like lit for them, like, yo, we have a chance to put this team, get this team on the ropes, right? And then you know when you get the champ on the ropes, you to be the to be the champ, you must knock him out, right, because in boxing parlance, he'll win a decision over you, right? You have to put him on the canvas, and that's what I think the Celtics are starting to realize we gotta knock these dudes out. so if we get up three one that's that's that that's a death and I think I'd be a closer game, but I have a feeling they. They're, a, they're able to pull it out late. Uh, they might get a Tatum game tonight, you know? Uh, and, by, and by Tatum game, I mean better shooting and just like, you know, one of those, oh, it's just Tatum. Right. He's making all those tough shots. Good luck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> for, for sure. They haven't had that yet. Mm-hmm. He's he, He's been passing well,
1: mm-hmm. but we haven't seen that great scoring game. Yeah, we're on the same page. It, it wouldn't shock me no. if Owen State won if Curry's healthy. Uh, more because Boston's capable of really being bad. But I think Eme is going to have them really sharp and ready. And – uh I'm not sure how competitive it would be. I thought the last couple of games of a series would be really competitive. I thought these games would have a chance to have one team up double figures for a lot over the other. That doesn't mean in the third quarter, won't be close early fourth, but I can see Boston winning by 10 or 15. Um, But I guess I, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's 75, 80% chance Boston wins. It's not a non-zero. Not at all. There's yeah. There's a path for them, but it starts with Boston playing badly Mm -hmm. and shooting Mm -hmm. badly and uh, Gold state kind of to try to force that. I'd love to. See, I, I don't know if they'll pack the paint, but I'd love to see it. Just yeah, possibly. it'll it'll
0: be interesting to see if they if they're able to yeah. adjust strategy. Uh, all right, folks. When we come back on Monday, I'll uh, have a good weekend, everyone. It will be game five. Will be that night, and it'll either be two two or three one. So it'll be interesting to see where we are then. As always, folks, have a great weekend. Make sure you check out all the great stuff on Troop, And we will talk to you then. Take care.